Hello and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. So today we're going to be speaking on the topic of grief. Um, We're going to be speaking to two guests, Mimi and Rachel. As they live 200 miles away from each other, we're going to be speaking to them separately and candidly about their experiences with grief in order to try and cut some of the taboo around the topic. And I thought I'd let Mimi and Rachel give an introduction to their stories and their timeline, but I thought I'd just give a quick one um, about myself first. So my mum was diagnosed with cancer around four years ago now. She had bowel cancer, um, which spread to her lungs. Uh, We didn't really know how bad it was at the start. Um, And then it was around two Christmases ago um, is when she started deteriorating. She passed away sadly in May, 2018. Um, But the aim of this podcast is not to depress anyone it's to give a bit of background around our stories and then to hopefully enlighten anyone into what we talk about on a day-to-day basis um, and try and get some positivity out of the topic Mimi thank you so much for joining us today um, in this podcast Um, I think we just really wanted to talk about something that we speak about all the time as best friends and a topic that a lot of taboo surrounds it and make people feel a lot more comfortable um, with the uncomfortable. So maybe as a starter, just explain what your situation was and what the timeline was for it. So my dad got diagnosed around beginning of the summer. I think it was around like May. May, I think, yeah. Because um, it was right before your mum passed Yeah, away. of course. And then he got given a six-month diagnosis. He had stage four lung cancer. And then there were kind of a lot of ups and downs in it. He was given quite a bit of hope through like, some medication. Um, but then in the end, it was just over six months he passed away. So right before Christmas, around the 13th of December. Yeah. And that was kind of probably the only big loss or if any loss I've ever really ever had. experienced which is crazy to think that both of us experienced that big loss yeah, in the same, same year yeah. and something that we've spoke about a lot is that the fact that it did happen in the same year did that almost normalize our situations a bit and almost make people feel like it wasn't as out of the ordinary and would their reactions towards our situations have been different if they had happened further apart yeah i feel like we've talked talk about that a bit as well Mm. because i remember when um tal who was a guy in our school his father passed away when we were in upper six so he was probably about 18 and i remember it was all everyone was talking about it was like huge and I kind of still see Tal to this day like as the boy who lost his dad yeah Yeah, I I do and I remember it affected everyone so much and I'm not sure if it is because when you do get a bit older even though it's only we're only like 21 Mm. but you do maybe become a bit normalized to death and it's like it is like does happen but I feel like the fact that we were obviously best mates and went through it at such a similar time yeah it was just kind of like, oh, they're dealing with it together. Yes. It's like and a really normal thing. That really relates to the podcast that I rewatched today, actually. I oh, know the TED Talk of yeah. the woman saying how sometimes when 
people who are close to you pass away, people around you almost look for someone else that's gone through the same Mm -hmm. experience so that you can share that grief together and put you in a box together and say, okay, well, you two are going through the same thing so you can speak to it together. But sometimes that's... we just so naturally have that. And obviously, like, you're always my go-to as in, like, someone to talk to. Yeah, of course. you more than anyone get it. And I tell you everything and I tell you stuff that I probably wouldn't tell other people. Yeah. But just at times it is nice to like feel like you have more than that. more other people asking yeah. about it and also sometimes on a night out say if one of us is getting upset about it or was to get upset mm-hmm. it'd almost be like right well Mimi's over yeah, there so you can speak yeah, to her about yeah. it rather than feeling like and the thing is is I think maybe people think we know exactly what to say to, to say each to each other, other. exactly when yeah reality like if you were upset about something there's nothing anyone can, can really say. say like that's actually such a good point yeah. because I remember after your dad passed away, obviously I'd gone through it all beforehand. And I think people probably thought I'd be the best person to give advice, but I still remember when your dad first passed away, obviously not knowing what to say and not knowing what advice to give because in that situation, you can be there for people, but the words that you say can't really help that much. Like, at that point, you would have been in such a blur of what's just happened Yeah, of course. So another thing that kind of relates to that is how people would come up to us at parties um, or if we were just with friends or going out and they'd always say how they didn't want to share their problems with us because they almost felt like their problems weren't as important as what we were going through, which I think was something that we always really struggled with because we're people that always want to try and be there for everyone else. That Um, is always weird one. And maybe that's just kind of like our mindsets with things as in like, even though I'll have that huge thing going on in my life, I just see like everyone's life as being like individual and whatever problems you have, like it's personal. Yeah, it might be, might be small compared to someone else, but in your real life, that could be a huge problem. Yeah, definitely. And I always find that so funny because when people like will say something to me and they'll they'll be like, it's nothing compared to what you're going Mm. through. I'm not even compared, unless it's like really petty. Really petty stuff, yeah. I'm not even thinking about that. Like, I'm not even thinking, oh, like, that's nothing. That's nothing compared to what I have, exactly. And I think for us, hearing about other people's problems is kind of a way of uh, helping us through our own problems. It kind of takes your mind off um, what you're going through, being able to give someone else advice. Um, which I think was so helpful in our situation that we found with a few other different people that if they have actually gone through the same situation of losing a parent, giving advice to them makes you feel so so much better because you feel like you're getting something good and rewarding out of a bad experience. I even think about that. uh, Who was it recently? um, It was Paddy Coombs. Oh, uh, yeah. And his mum is ill and got diagnosed with cancer. And she's at the Christie, and I was telling him about how I spent loads of time at that Maggie's. Maggie's, yeah, yeah. And even though, like, it's such like a small little thing, it was so nice to tell someone about something that yeah. helped me so much. Um, and just so that they like, could try yeah, and get some exactly. help out of it. No, definitely. It's like finding a small like positive and positive thing there. about it. Um, another thing that we've also spoke about is how going through that experience with your close friends obviously just creates such a cemented relationship yeah. with all of them. Go through such a hard time, they're all there for you. And something that we've spoke about quite a bit is um, 
maybe not the fear of it, but just feeling like we could never find a friend now who could be as close to the people that have gone through that experience with us Mm -hmm. for the fact that that's been such a huge part of our lives that they haven't experienced it. And even just, like, someone meeting, like, someone who hasn't met my dad, if I, like, met them now, I'd just be thinking, like, you don't know, like, fully who I am. Yeah, because it's such a huge part. like, relationships quite a bit as well. As in, like, say, if I was to ever meet a guy, I'd find it so weird that he wouldn't know the full, like, who I was. Yeah. Who I was before my dad passed away, like, the journey that I've gone through in the past year, when it's, like, one of the biggest things and some of the hardest times of your life. And we always say that we would make sure to talk about them so (laughs) much so that they felt like they knew them, even if they'd never met them before. (laughs) We'll be drilling it into our children what they were like so they're not forgetting to stick up posters all over the house. But it is a a really weird thought for us, and it must be for anyone that loses a parent at this age, that the person that you marry... um, will probably have never met yeah. your parent before and, and your children will never like, and I struggled with it was more when my um dad was ill when he was still alive but because I have two bro- older brothers obviously yeah. and they both had like long-term girlfriends and they both met my dad um Eli's girlfriend yeah. was there on the day he passed away said her goodbyes um before we all did and stuff and I always found it really hard in that because I knew that I'd almost be the odd one out. Yeah. And I feel like I think about it in my head now as in, like, in future events, if I did, like, have a boyfriend and they're all talking about him, mm. I feel like I'd feel not uncomfortable. It must be... It would be difficult being, like... Definitely. And hopefully, over time, the more that you spent all that time with your family and they were all talking about your dad, he would feel more yeah, and more... Exactly. Um, as if he knew them and more included in that situation, mm-hmm. definitely. And that's another thing I remember on the day that my dad um, passed away. Kate was there for Noah like, on the phone. Eli was there for Sarah and it was the first two people they called. Yeah. And you all on like a night out yeah. and I was sat there thinking, oh my, my God. <laughs> I bet that was so weird for you. So Them all calling weird. their other yeah. partners and then being like, well, this is... Imagine if I called you all. You're on a night out Oh my god, no, no. I remember getting the message from your mum yeah. in the morning. Actually, I remember we had all been in Liverpool and came home straight away. I was meant to go. Um, but I, I was just going to say that I remember you were meant to come to Liverpool, mm, and thank God that day. you didn't. Yeah, I only knew like a couple of days before, but I feel like. Imagine if I was I know. And this conversation will probably seem so weird to some people how candidly we'll talk about things like that and the the day of your dad passing away, all of your mates being out with it. Hysterically, like, cry Cry all the time. I was thinking about the other day because at uni, because obviously now I'm at Manchester and started a new uni and I don't really know anyone. Mm. And I know they do know about my dad because I told one girl because she asked me why I left Nottingham and they're all really close friends well I say I'm assuming they I'm just assuming they know but I was thinking I bet none of them would ever bring it up to me because they think if they bought a bad you'd get get really really upset upset. no definitely isn't the case and that's why like we honestly talk about it all the time and I think both of us feel really desensitized to each of our situations to the point where talking about it is honestly so easy um it's funny how desensitised you can become. Like, it's like, I remember when my dad first passed away and I was telling people kind of 
not the story. So or like, that, yeah, I know what you mean, I as if what had happened, yeah. But just telling them what happened. And I didn't even feel like I could just... You don't feel any emotion yeah. towards it. It's but just... then I feel like sometimes you can talk about it as though it's just like a part of your life and then sometimes it just fully consumes yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. And you, you can't even like think about it. It's Yeah, definitely. And I think the false story is that people that have gone through this will sit with each other and cry talking to yeah. each other about it the whole time when a lot of the time we're making light of it, we're laughing about exactly. it. Um, and I think one thing with grief is like, this sounds a bit like depressing, but it, I guess <clears> it is quite like a thing that you do just go through those low moments by yourself. Yeah. I feel like we both probably have, like, and we'll talk about them after and stuff, but I think a massive part of it does you do almost have to go through it. On your yourself. own, definitely, to find... Yeah. Um, I don't know, to just come out of the other side of the low mood yeah, that you can exactly, be in sometimes. Exactly. I think something that always really... Um, I wouldn't even go as far to say bothered me, but something that I would really like to be different is people, as soon as after, say, your parent has passed away, or people in general will constantly tell you, you've been so strong through this. Like, mm-hmm. I think you're amazing, you're so strong. We get, we get that a lot, which is so amazing to hear, and that's so lovely of people to think that, but then to then not be asked about it at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that just stems from the taboo that if you ask someone about it, they're immediately going to break down about it. Exactly. Whereas I think the difference is with me and you, if I asked you about it and you did end up crying, I would not be phased by that because I just yeah. know it was a time when maybe you did need to cry and let everything out and wouldn't and rush you, you in you it. Know, you know that you weren't the reason why I'm crying. Yeah, like, it was almost a nice release to be able me, to, like, yeah. I'm just crying because like of how I felt at that time. Exactly. Um, I think as well as all of this, we've definitely gone through some funny times yeah, through it all that people would, again, just not think about at all. Yeah, some of the, like, darkest... <laughs> the darkest, the yeah, the funniest time. stories. I know there's been a couple for both of us when we've been spreading ashes. <laughs> um, one for us, for my mum, we did half and half. So half of them were at a memorial site and a quarter under the stone, then a quarter were planted um, with this tree. But the other half we decided to spread in the Lake District because it was one of my mum's favourite spots to go walking. And it was a very windy day. So as we were throwing them off this mountain, they were all coming back in our faces. Oh, and you see me. I do you picture it as such like a picturesque it moment really and it's going to be perfect and so peaceful and like in the movies but yeah and they're sprinkling <laughs> there's a lot of ashes oh, like there's a lot to get through if you were so to sprinkle bad. them all you'd be there for hours you really got to get handfuls and throw them to the wind at the end you're like yeah, the whole bag's gone then because we took half of them to Portugal and you have to take them to the hand luggage <laughs> and my mum called at the airport beforehand and they were like, you need to bring all these forms and stuff to say, like, this is what it yeah. is. And, of course, my mum bloody forgot the forms. So we get there and she gets the ashes confiscated off her. <laughs> we all have to sit waiting whilst they scan them. And my mum was obviously getting all upset because she was just of so course. emotional. And they got scanned and they came up, like, positive <laughs> for having something in them. So we all it's a like drug like, substance or something. I didn't say. 
And then... I bet your mum was freaking out at that point and saying, has Eli tried to shoot something across? And then in the end, they were like, it's fine. There must have just been like a high level of something. But honestly, it's those moments where you think everything's going to go to plan. Nothing can get any worse. So they come back, they confiscate them, test for positive. Honestly. And again, it was the windiest on this beach it was just honestly um i think some other times for us as well have been when other people have definitely felt more uncomfortable than us in situations where they felt that they've made us feel really uncomfortable i mean this is also another point i've just thought of we talk about a lot how if we met someone on a night out and they'd if someone asked me about my mum a lot of the time if I was only going to meet them for that one night I probably would just lie and say yeah she's an accountant or she does this rather than getting into the whole or she passed away and if you want to avoid just getting into a bit of a a deep topic with someone and making them feel uncomfortable but every other day when people at mine Shavi was like when I had a free house Sam Harvey was like, oh, where have your parents gone? And I just went, oh, we're in Barbados. We're in Barbados at the moment. That's weird how he doesn't know about you. That is weird, actually. I know, I'm not sure if he slipped up. Yeah, and then didn't want to say anything afterwards. Now he's probably thinking. (laughs) He said, now, shit. But, yeah, I think we, people always definitely feel more uncomfortable than you do. Um, There's been times where both of us have been in the phone shop. um, Well, yeah, I mean, yours was first, you had gone in and... Mine was, I went in to go get a new phone and went to the counter and I knew it was under my dad's name, my contract was. So I went in and said, I'm looking to get a new phone, but it's under um, a different account and I need to change it to my name. It's under my dad's account. So he, like, took all the uh, name and everything and I was like, it's Benjamin Dees, and he was like... Okay, well, I will be needing to have Ben installed today. And I was like, oh, well, unfortunately, he's <laughs> coming because he passed away over Christmas. And I think maybe just in such like a kind of mundane job, <laughs> he wasn't used to hearing something like that. So it must have just like gone over and all thought he was heard it. So he just looked up and he went, no, I'm afraid Ben will, um, I'll need to be seeing him present in the store. And then I was like, well, would you like me to bring in the desk? <laughs> and his face just dropped. And obviously, like, honestly. you don't want to make them feel like that. Yeah, and then they the, get really red and I they feel really the uncomfortable. I saying before. I feel like I constantly am trying to save people. Yeah, definitely. Even though, like, we're the ones going through it. I'm very aware that, yeah, it probably is a bit of an awkward situation, mm. like, previously to when our parents passed away we were probably yeah. awkward around it and i think we still understand as well that if even if that happened to us even having a parent pass away we'd probably still be the yeah, same exactly. if someone said that to us i'd still be like oh god i'm so sorry and even though it's so good to like break the taboo and stuff like undoubtedly i feel like that are just like a bit awkward moments yeah definitely so i was trying to like save him i think he thought i was gonna get really upset but mm. i was just laughing and i was going honestly it's, it's fine don't like, worry about the it whole shop was obviously listening and i was like it's fine everyone was like looking to see if i was gonna honestly it's it's so much worse when other people people are in there as well yeah, and they hear yeah, it and then they're all staring yeah. over to see what your reaction's going to be now it's fine don't oh, worry yeah, I felt bad. <laughs> um but i hope this has been a chance for us to display how easily it is for us to talk about it and how it would be so nice for us to speak to people that haven't been through the same situation so easily about it as well how you can talk about it candidly, how there is such a taboo around it, which I hope the more that we speak about it, the more that that 
um, kind of gets yeah. taken away. I mean, it's a huge part of our lives. It's constantly. It's a massive our part lives. of our lives, and like, it always will be. And that's another thing when people are like, "Sorry to bring it up." I'm like, "You're not." It, yeah, it's, it up at all. exactly. Like, it's it's nice to be, yeah, exactly. That's such a good point. It is always there for us so for people to say sorry for bringing it up we're constantly thinking about it anyway so it's nice to be asked about it honestly sometimes when I get asked about my dad like even just get to tell a story people probably realize it when I'm telling but I get so excited to tell a story to let people like know what he was like and explain his characteristics no definitely and I think um at the end of the day it's definitely made you the woman that you are today the strong independent woman it's definitely shaped us and Definitely, the day after International Women's Day as well, very (laughs) fitting. Um, And I think even though it's such a um, scary and hard thing to go through at this age, it really does um, shape you. And I think we've definitely been able to see some of the more um, positive sides that have come out of this situation. Um, So thank you so much for speaking to me today, Mimi. This has been gorgeous. Thank you. Right, so Rachel, thank you so much for speaking to us today. I thought as a beginning bit, you could just explain your story a little bit, let us sure. know um, what what happened in the past. Okay, so um, when I was 10, my dad committed suicide, which at the time seemed like a massive shock, um, and maybe reflecting on it, building up on things of being an alcoholic and probably suffering with depression, yeah. maybe wouldn't have seemed such a shock if I maybe understood those things a bit more yeah um but lost him when I was 10 and I'm now 20 I was gonna say 21 22 22 now um, god yeah age of 22 so it's been, been quite a while and quite a learning curve as well to Definitely. be able to go from being 10 and losing your dad to now a 22 year old it's quite like an extreme to go from one to the other it really I've is learned quite a lot and I'm way. sure a lot of the time it doesn't feel like 12 years have passed. Oh, my God, no. I Every time the anniversary that. comes around, me and my mum honestly go, has it been How that long? How has it been How? that long? And even, you'll know, I mean, even when it gets to a year, you think, how has it been that long? It's crazy. Um, so because your dad passed away when you were so much younger, I think that's really interesting compared to the other three people that I've spoken about because we were obviously all... Yeah. 21 apart from my brother who was 23 yeah. so how do you think grieving for you was I mean obviously you've not had someone pass away a parent at this age but grieving through your teens yeah I can imagine was a lot of confusion and, and not really understanding it well. yeah um I think at the time it was a shut up and get on with it mm. and even when we were on holiday and I found out yeah. that um, my dad had passed away. So we got told one evening, everyone else knew, then mm. I found out. And my first reaction was, well, are we still going to have the chilli for dinner? <laughs> and my mum still just says, I honestly couldn't believe the words that came out of your mouth. But that's part of you being and like it, a kid and not registering, but part of you as well, just being ma- who you are, I you're so get, now get on and go. part of me. And that, that just exemplifies exactly how I dealt with it mm. in right okay what's the next thing what are we doing yeah let's get on with it and I think when I was younger maybe it seemed to other people that I wasn't dealing with it yeah. and to be fair I probably wasn't because they didn't really understand, didn't really understand death at that point exactly on. um and as I've got older I've probably understood the situation more and 
meaning that like from my dad's perspective yeah. I probably understood it more and my own feelings and to be able to understand that more so getting older I think I was able to like discover it a bit more yeah going from a right get on with it phase mm. to okay I'm a bit of a nightmare teenager and that was just a blow up of emotions yeah. and I couldn't tell you if it was hormones or that then kind of just getting on with life again and then probably getting to uni and having a bit I wouldn't say breakdown from it but it kind of hit me yeah quite hard had a bit of a brick wall once I got to uni I think that was probably age of being able to understand the situation Mm. a lot more having a big change as well going to uni not being with my mum and spending a lot of time on my own yeah. I had so much time to think about stuff God, I didn't even think about that yeah so much time to think about things that I actually probably even hadn't wasn't that I didn't want to think about it I just hadn't had the time to mm. even let those thoughts develop so it was coming to uni and being like oh my god like this has really hit me and then that's Definitely. when I had counseling for the first time yeah because I'd always as my mum would hate I would always just be like I would never go to that I'm not Mm. doing this I don't want to do it again get on with it I remember you saying that your mum was such a inspiration for you in a sense because she was so get up and go and obviously she had kids she was grieving for was it her one of her parents had passed both her parents had passed away gosh again we'd had my who went first Um, (laughs) my granddad year after the my dad and then year after that her mum as well Mm. So it was like, bang, bang, bang. Um, And I think she was a massive inspiration. She had to deal with me. She didn't know how to deal. How do you deal with a 10-year-old that's just just their dad? And under the circumstances Mm. was just like... So, yeah, she was an inspiration, but we are very different in how we deal with things. Yeah. I think now I'm a lot more open to speaking. Mm. But I think she expected me to ask loads of questions and I didn't. Yeah. Because I was just like, right, well, let's get on with it. And this. I think that's one of the things with grieving that everyone kind of expects you to grieve in a certain way or there's yeah. like a rule book and there's steps to it. Like, first she'll experience this and then that and then she'll ask questions and books, then this. It literally but, says that, doesn't it? Yeah, but really, you have no idea what's going on. Well, everyone grieves in different ways. Each week you can have a different emotion. Completely. And there can be reverse order for each person. And I think there's not a right or wrong way to do it and I remember your mum saying that I think speaking to a counsellor would really help you and you almost felt like well why do you think that me talking to someone else is bound to help me my massive thing was that I didn't want to burden someone else with my problem Mm. I felt that right well this is a problem and I thought right what's telling someone else it's not going to bring anyone back it's not going to do anything and you know what I still kind of do think I was going to say, do you think the same or do you think it's changed your view a little bit I going? I think it's really nice to speak to people. Yeah. I think that is a key part. I don't think it's necessarily got to be a counsellor. I think mm. if you can find a good friend, actually maybe... Depends what you want to talk about. Yeah, it's true. What territories you want to go into. I think the good thing with a counsellor can be that they're... So sole jo- yeah and their sole job is to listen to you yeah Where, but again if you have a good friend then maybe they're i did they enjoy it i think my main thing to go to a counselor was to kind of say to my mum look someone else does actually think i've also dealt with it yeah like, yeah can you get off my case yeah stop saying that i haven't dealt with it See, they think that i have as well so and the counselor literally wrote me a letter um to say like i can't believe how well we've dealt with all of this oh, no and- way it was really nice. Just a bit of reassurance for your mum, mum yeah. Say, please get on <laughs> Please down. get off my case now. A counsellor said I have. <laughs> yeah. My gosh. 
Um, and that's what I was going to say next, actually. One of the positives is that you always said that you were quite a daddy's girl, but this oh situation God, yeah. has made you and your mum a lot closer. Yeah. And I think in situations like this, like, you do always have to think of those relationships that do get stronger afterwards because it normally is one of the only positives that comes out yeah. of it. You think, well, I was a massive daddy's girl. My mum and dad weren't together. I did predominantly live with my mum, but always saw my dad and I kind of looked forward to that a bit more. Yeah, yeah. probably unfair to my mum now because I did love spending time with her But as when well. you're a kid but as well, when you're a kid, you, you do kind of have a bit of favourite. It. Yeah, yeah. And my dad let me get away with murder. Where if my <laughs> mum was the one that actually did tell Strict me, one. if I'd done something wrong, I'd be like, God, Dad, we've got to sort <laughs> um, And I think the teenage years were really hard. I was a nightmare. Mm. I wasn't nice. And I probably, the relationship took an absolute dive at mm. that point. Um, but once we'd got through that, then me and my mum, I think, now just get closer and closer, which is so nice for me, and we're lucky that we have that. Yeah, that think, is amazing. I'm not, I don't think it could have pushed us apart, but maybe it could have. Yeah, you never know in a situation like that when there's so really many emotions. Very but... that's happened, and I think meeting people like you as well maybe gives you a chance to have friendships that you might not have had or yeah, definitely. understand people in a different way way to that you could have before yeah it's just being able to open up to each other so much more quickly um because you just feel like you've got that shared understanding of a lot of emotions and um, well, a lot of feelings to talk about it then it just comes easy i think i'm not scared if other people get a bit scared off by not it, scared to upset other people or fine. exactly yeah um and me and you spoke so much about how I don't think we feel frustration. Maybe it is a little bit of frustration sometimes. I'm trying to word it right. Um, But almost just the fear. I would love to hear anyone's problems because I think in their own life that is their can be their biggest problem. But I think it's the moaning that sometimes. um, I think it was especially straight afterwards that can really. I think you know what it is. Sometimes if you're just having a bad day, or if it's coming up Mm. to an anniversary, or things are really at the forefront for you then sometimes when people are moaning that you oh god knows it will be the most mundane things and i think for god's sake please shut up put it into a and perspective I just feel like screaming at people sometimes and think well at least you're alive and kicking and yeah you just think get a grip yourself but then at the same time i moan about the most mundane things and i think it's just i do as well it hits at the wrong time and yeah you think, oh my god i think it's just going through that experience just gives you a perspective on some things that we'll definitely understand with one another but i mean we both aren't high and mighty about it we still definitely both moan and um, get annoyed but i think we definitely try to appreciate things as much as possible yeah i think every time is it changes your perspective and it has to i don't understand anyone that could go Go through through that exactly still have the same perspective that they had before and mm. i don't expect people it's weird because i semi get annoyed i don't know what the word would be like yeah saying frustrated or whatever but you think it's not their fault because until it's you've not, been yeah. through it you're never going to understand that it is like physical and mental pain mm. of losing someone that close to you you will never understand it until you've been through it and no, that is exactly. just simple as well i'm very thankful to have two such close friends willing to talk so openly and positively about this topic and I thought I'd just give a quick explanation of my brother Matt and 
also Harry's situation, so there's no confusion when reading the text. So Matt is my older brother, so his situation is of course the same as mine. And for my friend Harry, his dad passed away around the end of March in 2018, so this time around two years ago now. His dad sadly passed away from a heart attack. Um, Harry has four siblings, one full brother and three half-brothers. His full brother is very close to my older brother, as I am with Harry, making our families very close through the difficult times that we all had. Um, and I just want to thank you so much for listening, and I hope this has given you some food for thought about dealing with this kind of situation at, um, around this age and how talking about it more openly can make a very scary topic less scary and some reassurance that no matter what you're going through, you are always stronger than it. So thank you so much.